Hey friends, John and Chelsea Jubilee with Energize Health. Come on, you've heard about us on Newsmax Television, on Wayne Allen Root. We have helped tens of thousands of people all across America and around the world to lose fat, to reverse every disease you can imagine. High blood pressure, diabetes, Meniere's disease, arthritis. Come on, you can get healthy this year. And because you're associated with war, you get a 40% discount. Are you kidding me? We only do that because we love Wayne Allen Root and he loves you. So you just have to take an action step. Be a beautiful, beloved skeptic, but go log on to EnergizeHealth.com. Look at testimonials just like you. Do your research. Listen to Dr. Brian Taylor. Log on EnergizeHealth.com and change your life in 2022. is a live copyrighted presentation ladies and gentlemen it's time now for radiolawtalk.com with your host frederick penny attorney at law and now radiolawtalk.com welcome to radio law talk it's march 19th 2022 i'm your host frederick penny with denise dirks todd cunin and our Wonderful producer, Cal Hunter. We are a bunch of lamos here. Denise is standing because her back hurts and I've got a cold and Todd's the only one that seems like he's uh, above uh, everything today. And this, this is a rare moment in Radio Law Talk history where... Of the three of us, I'm the one in the best health. <laughs> and, he has nice, not, and he has nice hair. We're not bad, but it's just like, oh man, late nights. Actually, Denise and I, we were at a game last night. We went to... Uh, the shout out to the uh, Sacramento Kings uh, game, which uh, was against the Celtics, and Denise and I were there in the suite, and we had a great time. It was great. But uh, and her husband's a great uh, Celtics fan, so it went well for him. Yes, and, it did. <laughs> he was very happy. Didn't they have a Celtics player that just went off and just like went? I mean, just went crazy against the Kings, something like that. Somebody it, 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 yeah, lot, Pritchard did really good. He's from Oregon. That's yeah. how come I know who he is. But he wasn't the top scorer. The top scorer was another guy, and I don't know his name. But he got a lot of points. Yeah, like almost forty something. Well, that's what we do at Radio Law Talk. We go hang out the night before all night, come in early in the morning, and we study at five a.m. and uh, call us at eight five five Law Radio again eight five five. Law Radio. That is what, Denise? 855-529-7234. Something, 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 something. Yeah, we're off to a good start. Well, you know, it's it's hard to remember the number since we just started doing the show a mere five years ago. You know, it's still fresh. Right. I just can't see from this distance of standing up. Remember, uh, we're talking about general topics of law. Uh, you know, seek local counsel. We're not uh, given legal advice. Uh, go to radiolawtalk.com if you want to read our wonderful disclaimers about don't rely on us unless it's late at night and you're talking to someone and they say they say or the in-laws are over. You know, we always talk about that's a good time to use Radio Law Talk as uh, your, uh, what do you want to call that? Your uh, uh, advisor or something yeah, like that? Yeah, you know, just it's it's your ability, your time to right. sound like an expert right. because nobody's going to really fact check. <laughs> Today we're going to do case or no case. Cal, that is where Cal Hunter, our producer, decides to give us a case. we got to determine 
if it's true or not, and if it is true, uh, what the outcome is. We're going to talk about Alec Baldwin today, the latest that's going on. A lot of this stuff, let me tell you, I, I read articles and I read stuff about this, and it's all, oh, Alec Baldwin doing this. Alec. Guys, a lot of the stuff he's doing here is just standard legal maneuvering that happens on a daily basis. And again, I'm not standing up for Alec Baldwin, but it's funny how you know the, the papers or the press puts it out like, oh, you, you, I can't believe you're doing this. No, that's normal wrangling, and that's the standard thing that happens generally in a case. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Bill Cosby, another thing, you know, situation. Oh, actually, it's kind of interesting what Bill Cosby's um, uh, accuser. D- d- accuser is doing. huh? We're going to discuss yes. that. Uh, we're going to get into Jesse Smollett, what's going on in the latest in his case. Drinkable sunscreen. Yes, I'm going to repeat that. <laughs> drinkable sunscreen. We're going to talk about illegal wrangling with drinkable sunscreen. CNN uh, is now being sued by Chris Cuomo. He's saying, hey, uh, uh, you owe me money, and we're going to take it to arbitration because he's claiming that he has an arbitration uh, agreement with them. And we're going to talk about the busiest, in our opinion, the busiest lawyers right now in the United States uh, and we're going to tell you why, who's the busiest and why they're the busiest. And that's that's kind of what we've got going today because, you know what, this is the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative show on earth. If you think you're going to get a lot out of this, just turn it off because you're going to get a little bit out of this. And then the very end, we do a quick take. No, they'll get a lot out of this, Fred. There is so much content. No. It's stacked up like the airplanes in the San Francisco airport. Yes. I mean, no, that's true. Well, actually parked at the San Francisco airport, right? Okay. So what what's going on, though? What I'm trying to say is, look, you know, just relax and enjoy. Don't think this is law school, right? We, we're just enjoying ourselves. So... With that, Cal, do we have time to at least do a teaser and get, oh, the, yeah. get the thing started? Now it's started? time to play Case or No Case. I'm going to set you up. The most notorious assassin since Cain slew Abel is Lee Harvey Oswald. And later on, after Lee Harvey Oswald apparently was uh, decided to be the assassin of John Fitzgerald Kennedy, the president, somebody said, I don't think he's buried in that grave. You know, Jack Ruby shot him in the stomach the Sunday after. Well, I don't think he's in that grave. Ironically... The same day that JFK's funeral was, was Lee Harvey Oswald's funeral. And the pallbearers were the few reporters who were there that attended Lee Harvey Oswald's service at the gravesite. They were the only ones. But anyway, so they dug up Lee Harvey Oswald. They took him out. They checked him and said, yep, that's him. But the casket, they reburied him in a different casket. And so the funeral home that did the original burial said, hmm, I think I'll keep this. And... You know, I think I'm going to put it up for auction. And Lee Harvey Oswald's brother said, hold the phone. I'm going to go get a lawyer and see if I can stop you from doing that. I'll tell you why. And uh, we'll go from there. So that's what's uh, case or no case. Approximately yeah. when was this, Cal? Do you know? Just approximately. Well, Lee Harvey Oswald's headstone was stolen in 1967. And I think this uh, four, exactly four years after the JFK assassination by a bunch of high school vandals. And I think... Uh, 1981 or something like that. It was fairly recently in in the context of all of this. About you know, so, the, yeah. uh, the, his, his the, the exhumation. Yeah. Mm, not only the exhumation, but the cell of the casket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's In the uh, same period. Yeah. What do you do with something like that? Let's assume you buy it at auction at Tiffany's. Uh, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25, 25
What'd you get today? Did you get like a diamond ring? No, we bought Lee Harvey Oswald's casket. <laughs> Where are we going to put it? Let's put it in the front yard for Halloween. No, we could put that in the baby's room. That makes such a nice I think, feature I over think in the, the people looking would probably be museum owners, uh, macabre, you know, like the Las Vegas Mob Museum, something like that. I'm just thinking Ripley's, out loud. Ripley's, believe it or yeah. not. Yeah, something like that. Ripley's yeah. would be yeah. perfect. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, all right, well. What do we think about that? Whose turn? I know it's weird. I think, Fred, I'm going to start with you because you were gone. So let's start with you. Yeah, and I'm what do you do think? This. Yeah. I, I, I truly think that that is a case. And um, they were, it was going to go up for auction. And the, and the brother did. Well, you know, did, did, yes, the brother did try to stop it. And I think uh, what happened was uh, um, the brother loses. And the casket's sitting some freak place right now. Okay, that's an interesting take, Mr. Kunin. What do you think about the fate of Lee Harvey Oswald? Did the did the brother or the family members pay for the original funeral? The brother bought the original casket through the funeral. Now the funeral home was sold, and the funeral home said they donated that wooden, a little cheap wooden casket to Lee Harvey Oswald. So, yeah, it was the funeral home was sold. All right, so I'm going to say the brother sues. It's a case. The brother sues to prevent that. He wins because look. He bought the casket. Just because our Oswald isn't in that casket anymore, he still paid for it. It's still property. He still shelled out money for it. It's the brother's casket. Anybody who gets it down the road it knows that knows that's our uh, Oswald's casket is going to know they're in receipt of stolen property. Auction houses don't want to deal with that. So brother raises the stink. He wins. Okay, <laughs> I raised a stink. I, I, no I pun intended. That. Exhumation. Or pun. maybe there was a slight pun <laughs> intended. Nice. Okay, uh, Denise, what do you think about this? Think well, about I, this? I think I remember there being an ex, um, exhumation of the body. I think I remember something about that. But I think that it's not a case. You don't think it's a case at all? I don't think it was saying? a case at all. I, I do think that he was exhumed. And his body was examined to make sure it was him in the casket, but I don't think there was a case. So while we don't know which one of the three of us will get points, we now know that Cal will not yes. get any points because we, we, we've okay. picked up all the slots. Yes. Well, we're going to find out what happens, happens with the Lee Harvey Oswald casket. It was a pretty basic, simple wooden one, wasn't it? It wasn't anything it was one of the, A very cheap one. Yeah. And it, when they exhumed him, it had broken down. There was just the end boards. There wasn't much left. So, but it's still in, an interesting thing, and I think you'll right. be fascinated. We'll and I'm going to give you a chance to get an extra point. Okay. We'll see what happens when we come back. Hang on. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. Stay tuned. It's continuing in a minute here. This is Radio Law Talk. Do you run a business and want to learn how you can get between $10,000 to $5 million in 60 seconds? We're biz to credit a top-rated online financing provider to hundreds of thousands of America's business owners. If your business does at least $120,000 a year in gross sales, we can get you more money to run your business in as little as 72 hours. Our terms are simple, repayment plans are flexible, and based on your cash flow. Plus, the paperwork is minimal, and the approval process is fast. So in the time you've listened to this commercial, you could have learned if you qualify to get up to $5 million in cash deposited to your business bank account in the next two to three days. Funding specialists are ready to take your call right now and get you the money you need fast. 
call 800-559-5523. That's 800-559-5523. Again, 800-559-5523. Call now. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0940. Are you struggling with a high cost of prescription medications? How would you like to save up to 90% on your medications and have them delivered for free? Now you can with one simple call. Yes, save up to 90% on many of your prescription medications by calling A-plus BBB accredited healthwarehouse.com based in Florence, Kentucky. No gimmicks, no coupons, no cards to use. And all prescriptions are FDA approved and safely sent to your home with free delivery. Here's one example of your savings. A 90-day prescription of generic Lipitor can cost $90 at your local pharmacy. Healthwarehouse.com offers the same medication for about 20 bucks. Find out how much you can save on your prescription medications and get free delivery with one free call right now. Call 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. That's 800-734-1229. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 
somebody says, this, there was a trend that went on for a little while. Right. I don't think that's really him buried in there. So a court order was but given. who cares, right? But well, anyway, go ahead. Go there ahead. was some legal thing. I don't know what it was. Yeah. So a court exhumation order was given, and the remains were dug up, and they did a DNA test and it did conclusively prove that it was Lee Harvey Oswald there. Right. But the casket was in such bad shape that it was left at the funeral home when they took the remains oh. there for disinterment, they left the casket there. And the funeral home said, well, you know, we provided it as part of the state funeral. And the brother had paid a little bit. So the brother said he gave it as a gift. And the attorney in the case argued, under Texas state law, that's a gift and it's Lee Harvey Oswald's property. Okay, I got that. So However, now, because it was a state-sponsored funeral, paid right. for the funeral, who really owned it? Okay. So, so now, I said, yeah, yeah, Fred Penny said that there was a real case. Yeah. And Fred Penny said that, uh, don't you love it? I'm talking about myself. I'm the third person. I like that. Yeah. Um, That's a sign of stardom. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and then the, the important thing is this, is that that Lee Harvey Oswald's brother loses and that casket goes up for sale and it's probably sitting in Cal's house right now. Denise, what did you in say? The front yard. Well, I don't, I think we should talk about what Todd said. I, I'm going to... I'm going to keep. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep my answers. I'm going to keep my. Oh, answers. I didn't Just, think he. I no, I, I had answered. Answer. There was a, a slight alteration of facts, but uh, I, I'm going to maintain my answer, which okay. is yeah, brother wins. That uh, it was a case, and brother, brother wins. wins. And then Cal, and Denise, you said. And I said it was no case. Okay, Cal. Well, it is a case. We all know, we got that figured oh, out. Oh, Denise. Now, if you'd like to get an extra point, even you, Denise, yes. give me within five thousand dollars the amount. That the casket was auctioned off to. It ended up in a weird roadside museum in Illinois wow. near the Secret Service limo that was behind JFK. Oh, I remember this. And the story. Lee Harvey Oswald headstone also ended up in the same place. And stop right there. So and so the brother lost then. The That's brother correct. lost. The brother lost. So there's yeah. two points for each of us. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Two points two for you, you, one for me. One for you. Got it. And then maybe no. a third point if here. You tell we, me within five thousand dollars. The brother won? Yeah, I said the brother win I said the brother lost. Oh, and he yeah. said the brother wins. Yes. yes. Yeah. So the question okay. is how much did they get it go for? Right. Within five thousand bucks. And we're not going to do the Aaron Rodgers thing, be a jerk and just do it a dollar over the last guy. No. It's within 5000 no. I'm going to say <laughs> it's got to be something stupid, but I'm going to say 30000 Cal. Okay. Todd, what's your guess? 10000 Denise, what's your guess? How much do you think the Lee Harvey Oswald casket sold for? How about just give the... 20000 per- Let's stop right there. How about just give the person with the closest a, a point? Okay. So you said... Who said 30? I said 30. Who said... You said 20? I said, I said 20. He, and Thir- said, 30, 20, 10. Okay. Well, Fred, you get another point. Yes. It sold for $85,000. And that is four points for me, Denise. No, three, three points for me. Right? Three points for Fred. Very good. That's case <laughs> well, that's or no case. Well, that's case or no case. Thanks, Cal. We appreciate that. Sure. That was uh, interesting. Uh, that was, I didn't know that. I really didn't know any of that information. It just tells you I was living under a rock because I was during college and <laughs> law school. That's the, let's see, eighties. Yeah. I was in college during that time period. So, uh, my, so, my so somewhere else. Fred's got three points. He's referring to himself in the third person. I'm sorry. I'm not going to hear adhere to your other two rules. You get to refer to yourself in the third person, but I'm not going to avert my eyes from looking at you, and I refuse to take off my shoes just because I enter the same room that you're That's in. That's exactly okay. right. Well, what's, up, what's that have to do with Alec Baldwin and the <laughs> Rust shooting? Oh, well, Alec Baldwin and the Rust. You know, 
and you you teased this, Fred. You teased this when we went into the break. When we were talking about the cases that we're going to do, raising issues, Baldwin, that are very common. They get raised in every case. But now, because this case has made national news, because it's Alec Baldwin, all of a sudden, he and it, normal attorney strategy is being reported as if it's some sort of devious thing that he's doing, as opposed to what's actually going on. Alec Baldwin, shocker, seeking to enforce an arbitration clause, seeking indemnity pursuant to what he claims is the contract he signed to even be involved in the production. Right. Where's the evil intent there? I, I But, you know, hey. Alec Baldwin, here's one of the... One of the Alec Baldwin, here's a Hollywood reporter, and we love Hollywood reporter, but shields himself from liability in deadly rust shooting. Uh, no, actually what he's doing, there's an agreement, and it's a contract, and what he's doing is trying to uphold the agreement. And he's just saying, the agreement says that you have to indemnify me, the company, Rust, the, the, the business, um, uh, for what is going on, and you have to pay for my attorney's fees, and you have to take care of me uh, as we go through this process as uh, I'm being sued, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. as simple as that. And, 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 and standard. And it's a standard right. uh, term in a contract, indemnification and hold harmless. Absolutely. Look, you know, th- this was what's called a low-budget film. It's, this wasn't a high-budget. It's not like the, the Marvel 2 $300 million, most of which goes to pay the actor's salaries, mind you. But it wasn't one of those big-budget movies. So if, if you've got a low-budget movie and you're producing a movie, but you want a big-name actor in it, what do you do? What do you do? You, you can't really afford to pay him his going rate. I think he made 250000 for this. He usually, if he's just an actor, makes the millions, right? So what do you do? You bring him on as a producer, have him pony up his own money, but give him points on the back end. If you do that, you've got to make promises. You have to have special contracts for that. Otherwise, you're never going to get a big-name actor in any low-budget right. film. Right. And that's what happened. And now he's now the actor's being called on the carpet for it. Well, here's the thing, too. We're going to find out. There's some interesting things in their demand for arbitration. When you do stuff like that, they kind of throw in a few extra things to get a few digs. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. So the uh, trying the case in the court of public opinion, you think that's what that's about? Who knows? We'll talk more about that and other things as Radio Law Talk continues on your local radio station and on Radio Law Talk We'll be right back. Hold on. This Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell on your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Cut Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick 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 Car Wash. Quick Quick Car Wash. 
Get the quick quack confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Get the quick quack habit. Take a car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like quick quack because of the mascot, Quackles. Come on, quick quack. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town get your new windows patio doors and more from the window replacement hotline get ready for the change in weather save on your energy bills call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home call the window replacement hotline now 800 800-710-3739 800-710-3739 800-710-3739 This is no fun. I think Brad's the best. This is a great time to call the show. 855-LAW-RADIO. That's 855-LAW-RADIO. So in this filing by uh, Alec Baldwin and his attorneys, the standard filing that is nothing unusual that he's doing uh, in asking for arbitration and to be indemnified or covered for any and all supposed or alleged wrongdoing that he had done if he's uh, found at fault for that. Um, During that time period, it's interesting to watch or see what the lawyers put in their their arguments with the judge. And here's here's some interesting things that Alec Baldwin's attorneys put in. People always say, Alec's doing this. Well, it's not as his attorneys. Um, But they said the following. Arbitrations demanded. Baldwin, number one, is an actor. Number two, he did not load the gun. Number three, he did not check the bullets. Number four, he didn't purchase the bullets. Five, he didn't make the bullets and represent that they were dummies. Six, he wasn't in charge of the firearm safety on the set. Seven, he didn't hire people who supplied the bullets. Eight, he played no role basically played no role in managing the movie's props or the guns. Um, so all those jobs basically are, in essence, uh, they, they claim, done by somebody else. Therefore, what his liabil- where's his liability? Now, they're really just arguing in this case or in this point before the court, we need to go to arbitration and I need to be indemnified. But it's interesting, uh, Denise and Todd, how they just kind of throw in, well, I'll throw in a little bit of my facts uh, here that we're going to argue to. My defenses. Yeah, my defenses to, uh, so the public can hear it. Yeah, and, and, you know, one of the things, if if I think if any judge were to look at this and say, why don't you throw in that extra stuff, I suppose they could make this argument. You know, when you do have an arbitration clause, I think that there are probably limits. Correct me if I'm wrong, Fred. There are limits to that. There, there are, there's an arbitration clause that happens 
to cover him for things that normally occur on the set or that can occur on the set. But if an actor's individual actions go so far beyond the pale, there could be an argument that, look, arbitration doesn't apply to that because you went way outside the purview of what the production was. And I think these facts were included to say everything that Alec Baldwin did was within the purview of a normal production. There was nothing that he did that was serious or willful that went beyond the pale of what would normally happen in a production. And because of that, this arbitration clause should clearly apply. Yeah, and it could be also the insurance covering an intentional act versus a negligent act. And so they're really making it appear that there's no intentional act. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, to to touch on what Denise is saying. Yeah, there, there's no coverage if it's an intentional act, if he intentionally shot someone, and that's why right. they want to make sure there's coverage yeah. for the insurance company. But yes, that's right, Todd and Denise, those are good comments, but it's interesting. The knee-jerk reaction is it should go to arbitration, and it should be uh, – I mean, th- that's the knee-jerk. And, and if the agreement is, that's standard. That's not Absolutely. Unu- that is not unusual, and I've been involved in cases that go straight to arbitration. And guess what? Everyone's like, oh, that's bad. No, actually, arbitration and arbitrators, and I think it said jams. Didn't it say this was a jam? It did, yeah. So jams, just so you know, is a very well-known, reputable company that has retired judges when they retire and some top-notch retired lawyers that say, okay, I I don't want to – you know, practice law anymore, or I don't want to be a judge anymore because I want to retire, but yet I want to still do some stuff. And they have top judges. Like, uh, I dealt with one that was a San Francisco, top San Francisco, very well-respected judge that heard a case uh, through jams. Mm-hmm. And and that's what you do. It's, it's probably the most well-known arbitration um, agency that's out there. And the other thing about um, this arbitration is they're not arbitrating who is responsible for the death of the cinematographer. They're actually arbitrating what duties are underneath the contract and and will Alec Baldwin benefit from the indemnification and hold harmless clause in the contract. That's what they're really limited to in this arbitration. I wonder if there's any arb- uh, agreements between the cinematographer and Baldwin or the company as to if anything occurs or injuries that they have to go to arbitration. I wonder if that's out there. I don't and know. That's going to be good to see, I think. And and I think that if there are, then you're going to see – I would imagine you would see lawyers for the – for Hutchins family trying to argue that this killing was – this incident was so far outside that the arbitration clause should not apply that this was maybe an intentional act. I mean, you know, like a lot of stuff has been throwing around, thrown around there. One thing that I would be curious to know in any arbitration clause is what or if there's a forum selection clause right. and which laws. I mean, this happened, in, this happened in New Mexico, but if there's an arbitration agreement and the laws of the state of California are selected, which Fred – if you're a plaintiff's lawyer on facts kind of like this, would you want to be in California or a, a different well, jurisdiction? Well, here's another interesting thing. And again, I can't opine. It's be, I, to answer that, I think it will depend on if it's a contributory or a um, comparative. comparative negligence state, right? Yes, yes and no. Uh, here's the deal. 
it, it, the first question I ask myself, do I want arbitration? Sometimes it's better to have a judge look at it than a jury. Don't forget, a jury in general is, exactly. is definitely uh, a little more... Like uh, a loose cannon, A loose really. cannon. You, don't, you have no <laughs> idea what's going to happen there. Where a judge, you ha- you're pretty... You pretty well know, you know what the judges. You don't know what they're going to do, but you know they're going to be kind of straight down the the pike, right? Yeah. Um, and then again, you look at the politics, maybe the judge, but uh, it comes down to: Do you want arbitration or do you want a jury? And who knows? Who knows what you want? You know, that's something that the that the the attorney and their clients have to decide. Now, under California law, you have a right to a jury. And we're going to talk about this later in some other cases, but what it comes down to is, do you want a jury? And a lot of times there's these little, I'm going to say tit-for-tat things where a lawyer will say, well, I don't want a jury, or a client say, I don't want a jury, and then the other side has to say they want the jury, right? So um, some of it's legal maneuvering, and who knows what's going on with this allegation. Yeah, and in some cases, there is no jury. Like in family law cases, there are no juries at all. Um, very rare. There might be a, a contempt matter where you may get a juror if you're looking at time, but um, for the most part, there's no juror and no jury at all in, in family law. You're just before the judge. So, just a my quick crack legal research here. Did a quick search. Apparently, New Mexico is a pure comparative negligence Same state. Same as California. Yes. Which means, wow. yeah, they, they apportion fault. So. If someone's 90% at fault, let's say that the plaintiff is 90% at fault for the the case, they still get 10% of whatever the value of their case is. Say their case is worth a million bucks, they get 100000 Fred, is it likely – oh, I'm go sorry. Ahead, I wanted to ask real quickly. Is it likely that you're going to have an arbitration clause resolving um, in arbitration a wrongful death type of a cause? That's the interesting one is to see whether or not that that is that is within the arbitration agreement or or that the their contract. I don't know that that's going to fall within the contract. Or but but do you want an arbitration? It's going to be quicker. I'm telling you, it's going to be a quicker case. It's going to be. I'm going to call the word say the word cleaner because the judge is going to be there doing everything, and it's going to happen much quicker. So when we go back to that list that you read right. of stuff in a, in a pure comparative negligence state when that list says baldwin is an actor he didn't announce the gun was cold he didn't load the gun he didn't check the bullets he didn't purchase the bullets he didn't make the bullets and represent that they were dummies he wasn't in charge of the firearm safety on the set he didn't hire the people who supplied the bullets he played no role so you're naming off a bunch of other people that may be responsible and then it would be a portion to say okay how much of it is his fault right but uh there you go. That, Contributory that, negligence state would be better probably for Alec because because all he's got to show is fifty one percent was the other side, right? Instead of he could be liable for ten percent or five percent, right? So, so both sides be, disagree about having a jury or a judge. No, not case. true. They're thinking I'm about saying, it. I'm saying if they do, yeah. who makes that determination? Well, the judge will decide. Well, well they get a right to a jury, so the juror will trump the judge trial. Right, right. If it's a, a case where they naturally get a jury. Got it. Right, yeah, you're right, Denise. Sorry, I mean, that's exactly right. They automatically, they, they can get a jury. I mean, because that's... Unless it's the right. Sarah Palin case and the judge says he's going to dismiss it anyway and the jury finds out about it, so they decide to find for the other side. Yeah, unless that's she beside gets, the point. Unless she gets a vaccination. Yeah. Then he might reconsider. We're going to find out about that one coming up. Anyway, we'll be back talking about Bill Cosby. 
That's an interesting one going on, too. Cal, take us out. All right. Thanks for listening to Radio Law Talk. You know, it's available on many great local radio stations, and we're thankful for every one of them. Some radio stations don't carry the whole show, and if that's the one you listen to, you can join us live 9 to noon Pacific every Saturday at radiolawtalk.com, where you can listen to the show and explore all previous shows at no charge to you. We'll be back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. Here's Fred Penny with Penny and Associates. When you or a family member have been injured in an accident, what should you look for in a personal injury lawyer? The first thing is an experienced personal injury law firm that is actually taking cases to trial. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny, managing partner and founder of Penny & Associate Injury Lawyers. For over 30 years, Penny & Associate Injury Lawyers has been successfully representing individuals and their families. At Penny & Associates, we're experienced trial lawyers, and we work with you to get the best results. Go to pennyandassociates.com or call 800-616-4529. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. I've got to get my car washed, this dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today, I don't know what I do. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Up inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-7092. 800-918-7092. That's 800-918-7092. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. 
If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy Pet Joy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-711-9218-800-711-9218-800-711-9218 That's 800-711-9218 You're listening to Radio Law Talk with Fred Penny, Todd Kunin, and Denise Dirks. Radio Law Talk. You better listen to us. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. Again, we've said this many times on the show, and I'm going to say it again. And um, this, we want to make sure everyone understands this. This has nothing to do with the Me Too movement or the women that may have had some issues with Bill Cosby or what has uh, what he did was right or wrong or we're agreeing with it. But probably one of the most... Um, what's the word, Denise, we should use? Extreme, uh, clearly appealable cases I've ever seen was the Bill Cosby case where you know, he was testified only because that he was told by the former district attorney that they will not prosecute him. So he opened himself up and, and confessed to some things. And then, boom, another one comes in. They... they they go ahead and uh, charge him, and, and he's found guilty. Yeah, and the question in that case was one that I felt was really compelling. Um, the question was, can a person who gets a non-prosecution agreement, um, can they enforce that against a new prosecutor, you know, a new a DA? Still the government, right? That's right, still, and the same position. So presumably that should pass on. And go on. You shouldn't be able to, every time there's a change in, in that elected position, you shouldn't be able to make a new decision about it. It should be binding on that uh, position, and, and whoever's that's in it. That's what the Pennsylvania Supreme Court held. And they, and, and, yes. and they overturned his verdict. And, then and that's denied, what the U.S. Supreme Court held. Uh, yeah, well, they didn't hold it. They, they denied cert. So they said we're not. Oh, that's right. So they basically said we're not even going to look at it. We're going we're gonna to let the. We're going to let the decision stand. Right. Because they agreed with it. You have to at least presume that. Right. So he's out. He's out of jail. Now what's happening to him, Todd? Now what's going on? So there was a civil case with a different plaintiff, not the same one that was the subject of the Pennsylvania criminal prosecution. There was a civil case in the state of California. The accuser, a woman named Judy Huff, she had filed a case quite a while ago that had been pending this whole time because of the criminal proceedings taking place in Pennsylvania. Well, once the Pennsylvania case wrapped up, well, this civil case started getting some legs and going, and it was set for trial in May of this year. It currently still is set for trial in May of this year in the state of California. And Ms. Huth is is alleging uh, inappropriate sexual activity, she was the victim. She's alleging that Mr. Cosby was the perpetrator and that this occurred in 1974 in the Playboy Mansion down in uh, Southern California. And Todd, why in 1974 are they now able to prosecute this case or she's able to bring this civil case that the statute 
uh, ran? Uh, there was an extension of the statute of limitations by, um, the, governor. by the governor in the state of California. Uh, go- there have been so many statute of limitations changes and hoops and, and what have you. At this point, with the Cosby trial, I, I think all parties agree that the case, regardless of how old it was and when it was filed, is within the appropriate statute of limitations. Or Even, it would be not getting this far. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. Otherwise, it would have been dismissed on a pretrial motion. You know, they would have they would have taken care of that a lot sooner than two months before trial. Because a lot of people are saying, probably right now, listening to the radio. By the way, eight five five Law Radio, eight five five Law Radio. If you want to call in, they're saying Todd and Denise. That is a long time. How long? I thought there's a statute, you know, limitation. Yeah. Well, remember, New York State opened the door for anybody that was a minor at the time um, for there to be they can bring in their cases within one year. And it didn't matter how old it was. And that a lot brought a whole bunch of new cases and all the problems that come with that type of old case, you know, Failure of witnesses, their memories fade, the evidence gone. Yes, exactly. Even defendants have passed away. Exactly. Some of them. I mean, when they're bringing these civil cases, go ahead. But the the passage of time may, may explain this odd thing that just happened in the current Bill Cosby civil case. And here's the odd thing. So the Supreme Court set for trial, the civil case set for trial, supposed to start, I think, May 9th, early May of this year. Supreme Court issues its ruling March 7th saying, uh, yeah, the criminal conviction is definitely gone. We're not going to allow the appeal. No more case out of Pennsylvania criminally. So that is, you know, put a nail in the coffin. It's done. May 8th, March 8th, the very next day, the attorney for the plaintiff comes in and very unexpectedly so says, Judge, we don't want a jury trial. We want you to try the case. We're going to do a bench trial, which is not very common for a plaintiff to make that request. Normally, you'd want the plaintiff. I mean, all these big awards that you all see in all these cases, they're usually jury awards, right? People hear that. They feel bad. They, they, you know, they, they find for the plaintiff and then they award them a mint. And oftentimes you have a judge come in and have to, have to knock it down a little bit or maybe a lot as the case may be. But in this case, the plaintiff is saying, yeah, we want you to rule on it. We don't want a jury trial. And the Cosby team now is, has been put in the position of – Do we want a jury? Exactly. And, and why would they want a jury and would it be best and what's – you know? And they so were- you tell me why uh, Cosby may want a jury. Well, I, I see a couple of things. I could see Cosby wanting a jury to try to argue that this was 1974, and regardless if it was in the statute of limitations, she waited a long time. You know, she's just trying to pile on and trying to maybe play on public sympathy for everything that Cosby went through that he was now exonerated for, even though he actually spent a couple years in prison before that case was finally overturned and tossed. People feel sorry for Cosby, and he's going to be there in court, blind, maybe having a walker, hardly able to get around. Oh, this poor old guy. It's hard for people to look at a 70, 80-year-old person being charged with crimes that happened 45 years ago and realize, yeah, the person you're seeing here was not the spry individual that was doing all this. You allegedly. Know, allegedly 50 years ago. And, and, and so it gets difficult for jurors to impute misconduct sometimes on this old guy they see there, forgetting you, that it was 50 years ago. And you know why I ago. think the plaintiff wants a uh, uh, 
court hearing or a court trial? Well, and again, that is why I think the plaintiff might want one. Oh, I think because, I think there's yeah. another reason. I think there's a couple. One, expense. Yes. Um, number two, the juror. How many of the jurors would have heard about the Cosby decision in the criminal matter and confuse it, and think that he should be exonerated in this matter too? Right. Yep. Well, here's the interesting thing that I have as a plaintiff's lawyer that have handled this. The judges are this. This what you have to weigh. They're more tempered. In other words, the big verdicts are usually from juries, and the judge, you know, even if they're liberal or conservative, are going to be more tempered in the amount of money they usually have. General, I'm talking generally speaking. You're not going to have a run quote one runaway judge like they always say. Sometimes you get a runaway jury, right? So that's more tempered, and maybe. Cosby would like that. Even if this judge rules against the, him, he's, the judge would be more tempered as to the value of this case, right? But the big question, why would the plaintiff want one? Well, what I'm trying to say yeah, is yeah. That the, the, why would the plaintiff want one? Because, uh, number one, I, I think na- she nailed it. It's cheaper, quicker, faster. And the other thing is I think that it, it comes down to, I guess, reading the tea leaves. It sounds like this, this judge is a little more liberal. And uh, they believe this judge will will give them a verdict. Where don't forget, Californians a nine three, so all all Cosby's got to get is four people um, to agree with him, and they that she gets nothing. So, yeah. Plus, in 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 this case, it looks like it has a lot of legal questions, a lot of you know, as a matter of law questions. So as a matter of law, the statute was extended. As a matter of law, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you would like to have a judge be the decider of those that are pure legal. And if there's more legal questions um, and not factual disputes, then you want a judge. I think what's interesting here is I bet you five bucks. Well, I bet you a nickel. I'm sorry. The <laughs> Cosby's, yeah, Cosby's lawyers went, what? Because <laughs> this is not normal. This is not normal. Plaintiffs almost always ask for a jury, and I think it threw them for a loop. And, and that's why, you, if you read the documents, the the Cosby's attorneys are like, "Wait a minute, we got to think about this. We don't know what we're going to do." And they probably are a little dumbfounded and saying, "We're going to have to think about this and figure this out." So this is a cool strategy to try I to figure out. I want to see it. I want to see what they decide. Yeah. I could see them saying, you know what? It's more likely they're going to paint this plaintiff in a bad light. They met at the Playboy Mansion. You know, all this stuff. I mean, you really have to look at right. all angles. Right. Judge Judges, again, generally, generally speaking, are more tempered. So we'll yes. be back after this. For hour number two, we got a lot going on. Jesse Smollett, we got another case or no case. We're going to have fun. Hour two, join us. Ironic that Fred offered a bet because our case or no case centers around betting in the workplace. That's coming up next hour on Radio Law Talk at six minutes after, either live on your local station or live on RadioLawTalk.com. Now this. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. Hi, 
this is Wayne Alaroot from my great friends John and Chelsea Jubilee of Energized Health. They're regular guests on my show, sharing their breakthrough science of intercellular hydration. Recently, they were guests at my wedding. Everyone kept saying, wow, you look so much younger, healthier, thinner, Wayne. You look younger at age 60 than 50. What did you do? And I pointed them to John and Chelsea and said, they did it. Go talk to them. Energized Health changed my life. And the proof isn't just in how I look. I lost 25 pounds of fat, including the dangerous visceral fat. And I've kept the fat off for over a year. And I'll be on this program for life because it's sustainable. Don't just take my word for it. I've received more fan mail about Energized Health than any other advertiser in history. John and Chelsea Jubilee are transforming lives. Right now, Energized Health is offering my fans the war 40% off decisive action discount. 40% off. Go to EnergizedHealth.com or call toll-free 888-444-8895. Toll-free 888-444-8895 or EnergizedHealth.com. 